I know some take Drake lyrics as the literal Holy Bible, and when he said no new friends, Drake friends took that as the 11th commandment, saying, Thou shalt not make new friends. Now, unlike you, Drake is a celebrity who gets every right to be jaded, while you, however, are not. So limiting your friendship pool to just people you've known prior to today is not the smartest thing to do, especially in a dog-eat-dog -dog world, where it's all about who you know and knowing someone who actually knows someone. So the next time you listen to No New Friends, just sing the lyrics. However, don't let it dictate how you navigate life because trust me, you do need new friends. Previously on Fill My Cup, we kicked off the inaugural episode talking about fear and adulting and figured out that in this thing called life, no one cares, only you do. And the best way to live life is to feel the fear, but do that ish anyway. Like, I was scared about launching this podcast because I thought, what if no one listens or what if no one likes it? And I was almost not going to do it. But now look, 10 episodes later, and I'm so glad that I felt the fear, but did this ish anyway. Now in episode two, we traveled to Puerto Rico in celebration of my sister's birthday and learned that no one likes a know-it-all. Now, considering my abysmal Spanish skills from that episode, I will say that I have improved in that department because a few years later, aka in the year 2020, when I visited Mexico, my Spanish skills were a whole lot better. In episode three, we got a servant of honesty and learned that being honest isn't just reserved for friends and family members alike. Being honest is something that takes practice and when your food isn't properly done, you better take that ish back to the kitchen. Now in episode four, we traveled to my motherland in celebration of my sister's wedding and learned a thing or two about my parents. In the end of that trip, I realized that the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks remains not fiction, but fact. In episode five, we slowed down time and learned to trust the timing of our lives. No matter how desperately we want to be at the finish line, you have to run the race first because life is a marathon, not a sprint. In episode six, we went back in time to high school and recounted my very first love of sorts and learned that sometimes you don't really like a person as much as you think you do. Sometimes you just see them every day. In episode 7, we dreamt a little, and then in episode 8, we came to America and realized that, honestly, y'all, I wouldn't even be here if my mom did not have beef with some family member. I also learned that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes folks pay good money to just have fake grass. And last but not least, in episode 9, we relived my recent birthday from hell and learned that expectations are the breeding ground for disappointment. Jarring as the events that transpired, I somehow found a way to have a much-needed, though difficult, conversation with a few friends that led to us understanding each other and holding ourselves accountable for our actions. On today's episode, we take a much-needed summer vacation in celebration of my sister's three-day bachelorette party. Now, grab your shot glass as we chant, Arriba, abajo, al centro, pa dentro, in Mexico. If I knew that this would be my last major trip in 2020, I would have partied a little harder, drank a little more, danced like no one was watching, and maybe woke up earlier just to watch the sunrise more. 
But alas, I did none of the information to that extent. It was a trip that began like many others, with me waiting last minute to pack my luggage, do my nails, figure out what hairstyle would look good with all my outfits because if your hair ain't right, your outfit ain't gonna be right. Now a quick tip that I like to use while packing, which is also the reason my luggage is never, and I mean never, more than the recommended allowance, is because I pack in a color-coordinated fashion. At first, I didn't know that I was doing it, but as I was listening to Shiona share how she prepared for Insecure episode with um, Molly and Andrew when they went to Mexico, I realized that we kind of packed the same way. By the way, if y'all don't know who the heck I'm talking about, uh, Shiona is the fashion consultant for Insecure. So if you're ever wondering what Issa is wearing, you might want to check out her Instagram because she has all the details. Uh, so yeah, her Insta- what's her Instagram again? Uh, it's S H I O A. S-H-I-O-N-A-T. So yeah, Shiona T. That's her IG. Just in case you wanted to check her out. So real quick, let me put you on game, right? Now, in order for like, you know, your luggage is not to weigh like 60 pounds. And this could work for guys and girls. The trick is to pack shoes that almost like matches all your outfits, right? So like two or three pairs and you're good. Now, I know not everyone wants to stick to like just two or three pairs, especially if you have Especially if you have a closet full of shoes, obviously you want to wear all of them. But if you're trying to save money and not pay like $100 just for extra luggage, I would highly recommend just pack in shoes because shoes weigh, shoes weigh more than clothes, right? So just pack two or three shoes that just somehow happen to go with all your outfits. Now, if you still can't figure out how to pack your bags, you might need a packing therapist because clearly you need to unpack or maybe... You're just the physical manifestation of Erika Badu's bag lady. Five hours later, I was all packed and ready for my red eye to Guadalajara. Now, upon arrival in Mexico, I met up with my sister, her friend, and her sister-in-law as we waited at the terminal gate. Now, a few short hours later, we touched down in Cabo San Lucas. Upon arrival at the resort we were staying at, I was in awe. The main lobby overlooked the seafront and I couldn't help take it all in as we were greeted with assorted foods and my personal favorite, a glass of champagne. Now prior to this trip, I had suddenly developed a bad case of dairy-induced breakouts. Now this is coming from someone who has gone my entire life, like literally, my entire life just with genetics on my side. And as I walked into the hotel room balcony, Watching the sunset on the horizon, the waves crashing along the shore while listening to music that made you sway your hips and rhythm, I could not help but shed a tear because I felt out of sorts. And in that quick moment, I said to myself, you are in a beautiful hotel across the world watching the most beautiful sunset and yet you are unhappy because of a little acne? What is wrong with you? And immediately, after my little pep talk, I realized that my subconscious was indeed correct. What was wrong with me? Now in retrospect, I am glad I got out of my funk because a few weeks later when I got back home, everything was shut down. Thanks to Miss Rona, of course. On our first day in Mexico, we had a slumber party that went from our room to the lobby bar where a chance of arriba abajo al centro pa dentro was first introduced, courtesy of Nana who I assumed had been to Mexico one too many times. Hell, she was practically a native at this point. I should point out that before this trip, if you've ever planned a trip, you know that people end up not showing up last minute. So it was no surprise when one of the bridesmaids could not make it. 
Nana bin Nana, she invited one of her friends to make the group a bit more even. Now, I had never met Michelle or heard about her prior to the trip. However, when we met, it was an instant connection. When the morning came, we headed downstairs for breakfast. As if the drinking from last night prior wasn't enough, I was greeted with a glass of mimosa, which was mostly orange juice with just a dab of champagne. A few hours later, we headed down to Mango Deck, where we met our nightlife hookup, Pedro, a six-foot chipper 20-something-year-old from Miami who came down to Cabo to make a few bucks. And also, y'all, not to brag, but I make the best chicken fajita quesadillas in the world. So I figured, when in Mexico, you order a chicken fajita quesadilla. So I did. Let's just have a moment of silence for how terrible it was. Now, Mango Deck was great. The atmosphere was thrilling. I had so much fun. And you could tell that it was literally bride central because almost all the girls there in groups were with a bridal train. Now, after hanging out in Mango Deck, we headed back to the hotel to get ready for dinner. As we ate, we all talked about life, cracked a few jokes. It was a beautiful candlelit dinner right off the beach, so we could still hear the waves crash against the shore in the mix of our laughter. After dinner, Michelle thought it would be a good idea to have like a impromptu bridal photo shoot. If you didn't know any better, one would think that Michelle was actually part of the bridal train because of how dedicated she was to make sure that we all had a grand old time. And surely my sister was the bride, so she loved all this attention that she was getting. Now when Drake said no new friends, I don't believe he meant it literally. Sure, being famous can have you jaded and unsure if people want to be your friends for real or just because you have money. But for non-famous regular folks like myself, I believe making friends is actually a really good thing. Now, I bring this up because in a recent therapy session, I talked about my future that I have planned <laughs> that I have planned out and, you know, where I want to live, what I want to do, so on and so forth. And the simple question asked by my therapist made me think about this future of mine. She asked, she asked, how do you say ask? Like, do you say ask or ask? But anyway, random, but yeah. <laughs> All right, she asked, wow, I'm a whole college graduate and I cannot say that word. Honestly, it's my accent that's really just blocking my blessing. But anyway, we move. She asked, what are you doing now to help you transition easier for when you move? Now, it's not a complex question, don't get me wrong, but it's also a question I haven't actually asked myself. Outside of saving, paying down my student loans, and virtual, you know, touring of apartments, just to see how the rent and market is, which we'll probably get into in another episode, I have not been actively doing anything else. Obviously, I'm not trying to downplay what I have been doing, which is pretty smart, because in order to move, I need as much financial security I can afford. And knowing what the rent and market is like now mentally prepares me for what I will most likely encounter. I bring this up because Michelle and Nana both currently reside in the state that I'm most likely to move to. Nana and I both work in the same career field. You see where I'm going with this? Had I been mean or stuck up, I would have never built a relationship with these girls to a point where if I decided to move tomorrow, at least I know someone who lives there and another who can help me get my foot in the door of securing a job out there as well. I say this to say, don't miss out on a great friendship and opportunities because of something a light-skinned Canadian rapper said. Before I go, I'll leave you with this quote by Dale Carnegie. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can make in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. 
Now, three things I learned on this trip to Mexico is that the world is too beautiful for me to experience it from my phone slash couch. Two, if you're still screaming on your friends in the year 2020, you have some deep issues that need to be unpacked. And lastly, I know some of us have been burned by friendships and making friends does not come easy to others. However, nothing grows if you stay in your comfort zone and the plant that doesn't grow is dead. Okay, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the last and final episode of Fill My Cup Season 1. This is Fill My Cup in Mexico. I hope this episode inspired you to travel. It doesn't have to be to Mexico. It could be to your neighbor in town or it could actually be to Mexico, whatever your poison is. But it is impossible to see and appreciate the beauty of this world from your couch or on Instagram these 10 episodes have taught me the art of patience and it has been a little bit of a therapy for me because i do travel often and i leave and i live these experiences but i never actually sit down to understand what i learn in them and this has allowed me to obviously like unpack and work through that this is literally like a one woman ish show and i would not have like i would not have it any other way i love the entire process of it no matter how painful it is sometimes I hope I can be more honest and open with you, but more so with myself as well. Now, you don't have to leave, but before you go, don't forget to subscribe. We have 10 episodes in total to keep you warm all through these upcoming cold AF months. And you can subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And make new friends. Tell them about this podcast. Hell, tell your old friends about the podcast as well. And lastly, follow us on Instagram at fill my cup pod that is f-i-l-l my m-y-c-u-p-o-d c-u-p-p-o-d crap i can spell (laughs) i'll be posting all things concerning the next season so those who follow the podcast will have all the tea on when the new season drops it might be next month it might be next two months it might be next 10 years i do not know and you don't know either well actually i know but you certainly don't and you won't know unless you are following the podcast on Instagram. You can also email your questions to us at fillmycup at gmail.com. All right, y'all be safe and I'll see you in season two of Fill My Cup. Until then, signing out for the very last time in season one as your illustrious host, Yinka. This is Fill My Cup in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs>